Welcome to Compass and Clock. I'm your host, Mary Copeland. This infotainment podcast explores how to live your best life now and well into retirement. We'll discuss topics in financial planning, housing, and insurance. We'll talk wellness, relationships, and leisure activities. A full active life requires planning for your goals and preparing for the unexpected. I'll introduce you to a variety of guests from knowledgeable experts to folks sharing stories of their life experiences and so much more, because life is big. All is intended to help guide you in planning for what you need now and at any age. Like and subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Today, my guest is Beth Pratt. Beth is the Executive Director for the Swim Dungeness Valley Chamber of Commerce, working with businesses and organizations across the Olympic Peninsula to create a healthy and vibrant community for all. Beth, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mary. I'm glad to be here. Oh, well, I'm so glad that you had a little bit of time in your schedule so that we can talk about the who, what, where, when, and why of Chambers of Commerce's and visitor bureaus and how they benefit the communities. I just thought it would be helpful to share with our listeners what these organizations are all about and how you can access them, you know, for yourself, right? Yeah. Um, so why don't we just go straight to the first question? Um, how about giving us a quick overview of what a Chamber of Commerce and what a visitor center is? Well, thank you. And I actually looked this up on Wikipedia to get a more generic answer because I know what it means here in my community, but I wanted to make sure I was better informed. I'm new in the role just uh, four months ago. So this is a new environment for me and I want to make sure I answered your questions really well. So I did a little homework. So a, a chamber of commerce is an organization which helps to further the interests of small business in the local area, which may be done by hosting events and networking opportunities lobbying and advocacy, and offering promotional support and services. So that was the very quick answer on what a Chamber of Commerce is. And it interested me that it's specific, it was specific to small business. Easy for me to say. Specific to small business. <laughs> Large businesses certainly benefit from their memberships of Chambers of Commerce. We can talk more about membership later. But it was interesting to me that the goals of uh, the generic goal of a Chamber of Commerce has to do with small business. And in the United States, there are approximately 4,000 chambers of commerce that, that have at least one full-time paid staff person and thousands more that are entirely volunteer-based. I thought that was really interesting. And I think the second part of your question was about a visitor center. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Mary, what? I was just going to say, I'm surprised. I think the number 4,000 is small for the number of chambers of commerce for the United States, but that's just, mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah, that's about 20 per state, right? No, 4,000. We'll do the math. After. <laughs> yeah, we'll do the math later. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not an accountant. Um, <laughs> but a visitor center or a visitor bureau, I looked this one up too, is a tourism information center giving visitors a place to ask questions and gather information about the area's attractions, lodging, etc., and is usually located in one of three places a port of entry like an airport or a train station, a local government facility, or at the Chamber of Commerce. Okay. Now we know. <laughs> now we know. So um, why would a Chamber of Commerce 
run a visitor center? Why would there be a visitor center inside a chamber of commerce? It's, that's a good question. And it doesn't seem intuitive, does it? That why would a tourist looking for lodging necessarily go to a chamber of commerce? It's because the chamber of commerce has all the information on hand about their, their member businesses. So when you come into town, where, you know, what do you want to know? Well, you want to know where to stay. Well, your chamber of commerce wants to promote the businesses that are members. So your hotels and bed and breakfasts that are members of the chamber of commerce have brochures available at that office. So it's a really nice hand in glove approach um, to have, especially a town like Squim, where I am, that's very tourism heavy. We're, we're very heavily visited through the summer months and actually year round. We're, we're a destination for a number of reasons. And, you know, we've got our visitor center right here where people can drop in to learn more about what are the restaurants? What is the, what are the hotels? Um, what are the trail maps for the national park here or for local hiking opportunities or the Olympic discovery bike and uh, hiking trail. So all of those are, are options. Um, and a good reason to have your visitor center located at your chamber of commerce. It's a benefit to your visitors and a benefit to your chamber of commerce. So can you dive a little more into the visitor center and tell us what type of information they can find there? And is it just in person or also online? You said, you know, they could find some brochures for hotels and stuff, but I'm um, like, I know Squim is very popular for the Lavender Festival. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that really is why the visitor centers at the chamber of commerce so the lavender festival is a huge event here it's actually lavender season now because it blooms for about six weeks through the summer there's always a festival weekend but we have farms that take visitors year-round or just through the season um, depends on the farm depends on the gift shop so if you want a map to the farms if you want to find out when is that craft show where is it located how do i get a map to that that's going to be here at the visitor center if you're coming for the irrigation festival, that's here at the visitor center, all of their materials. And we sell their swag, if you will, their merchandise. So we're gearing up right now for the first festival of 2022 with the city of Squim, the Sunshine Festival. It's the first weekend in March. And I just met with the city briefly this morning that we're hosting um, a restaurant romp where the Chamber of Commerce is a hub, picking up your bingo card to get your punch card to go to local restaurants as a part of the event. and um, we're going to have their t-shirts, hats, coffee cups, and information about the festival right here. So folks that have seen the materials out in the world um, about the Sunshine Festival, they can come right to this office. They can get themselves a Sunshine Festival hat, a restaurant passport, a list of events, a schedule of events, and a map to the park where the primary events are being held. And we can talk with them about what's happened in the past that's led to this year's event, the history of the event. And yes, the information is also virtual. The Chamber of Commerce here, we manage a, a very hearty website with access to information provided by our member businesses. So you can look up, you know, if you want to support your, your local community, when you're visiting a small town, go into that visitor center, look to see who are those member businesses by going to your Chamber of Commerce website. You can request information. It's got our emails and, and information there to reach us directly if you want to talk to a human. Or you can just peruse through what are the services and festivals and events available. We also maintain an events calendar with links back to all the in local inf information about local events. And also a visitor center, at least the ones that I've been in, um, they don't just have information about that one town 
Right. Um, it's the surrounding area too. So your mm-hmm. swim dungeon is chamber of commerce, but yet you have information for Kitsap County and for Jefferson mm-hmm. County too, which are nearby. Correct. Mm-hmm. Even Vancouver Island and BC. Yep. Um, so if you are somebody looking to travel in a more regional, you know, you're looking at a regional road trip, or you're going to do some multiple trips around this area from Washington and Oregon and Canada or Idaho, we have brochures, maps, information, um, and can certainly dig up information from other organizations if need be. We're a partner to a lot of local organizations. We work together very nicely. It's not just businesses that we partner with. We partner with all of the tourism bureaus. So we are able to, if we don't have it here on hand, we have access to information that will help you in your travels in our region. Perfect. So we've talked about the visitor centers. Why don't we delve in now to the Chamber of Commerce? So um, why would an area or a city or a town, for instance, have a Chamber of Commerce and why would the community support it? In my homework, when I was looking up the definition of a Chamber of Commerce, one of the um, websites I came across said all cities and areas should, should have a Chamber of Commerce. And if they don't, they should ask themselves, why not? And I thought that was a really interesting statement. I came from uh, the city of Portland in Oregon, uh, not a huge city, medium-sized city. Um, The Chamber of Commerce there acts differently than it does here in a small town. And I only attended a couple of meetings. I didn't learn much, it was 20 years ago. But I know here in a small town, in a rural area, our Chamber of Commerce is a hub of communication we are a connection point for member businesses and member and affiliate organizations. So if you want to connect with the building officials at the county because you want to start a bed and breakfast and you need to understand the, the intricacies of um, all the licensing and permitting needed, we can help connect you to exactly the right person. Mm-hmm. We work with them in how businesses get set up and, and get their licensing, get their doors open all of that. So they can come to the Chamber of Commerce and say, I need this help. So we're a benefit to small businesses. We're a benefit to entrepreneurs just getting started. We're a benefit to larger businesses. We have a lot of members who are sales or marketing representatives for larger firms. Um, As a person who worked in the marketing end of senior care for a long time, I was a member of three Chambers of Commerce because we served a large region. And it was a great way for me to meet other partners to get to know the folks from hospice, to get to know the folks from musical organizations, from arts organizations. We are a connection point. That's probably my the, the thing I think is the most important um, for my money here in, in my town. But we are also a benefit through means of advocacy, through legislative advocacy, for local advocacy. We recently had a member business that was um, having some challenges understanding the zoning and coding for an Airbnb in the city of Squim. And he came to us and said, hey, I'm a member and I have this problem and I'm, I feel like I don't understand what the city's asking me to do. Mm-hmm. And we were able to facilitate a couple of meetings. The board of directors for the Chamber of Commerce wrote a letter to the city asking for specifically what we thought was the most important piece of the question. And we were able to get resolution for that member within a couple of weeks. Um, It moved pretty quickly, but that was because we've got these established relationships that a small entrepreneur, small business, family owned, may not even have the time, let alone the know-how 
or the experience to know who to ask what of and how to lean into which thing, you know? So that's one of the many, many ways that the Chamber of Commerce can be of benefit. And everybody ends up benefiting in the long run because we can help clarify paths to good process, good policy, working in partnership, not, not in adversarial ways, but always in partnership, always in collaboration with all the entities around us so that everybody benefits as best as best as we can create that solution. Somebody once said, you know, a compromise is only good if everybody's unhappy at the end. <laughs> I disagree. I don't think that that's the way to look at it. I think if everybody can walk away feeling like they understood that they were heard and that the solution makes sense, if we can be the linchpin in that conversation, then we're doing our job right. Well, I picture the Chamber of Commerce like a wheel and the um, chamber is the hub in the wheel. Mm-hmm. In many ways, yeah. So talk about the differences between when someone walks into the building, a citizen of the area, so to speak, versus being a member of the chamber. What are the differences between the two? Sure. So we have folks that walk in looking for information, just want to come in, um, looking for brochures, looking for information, want to drop off a flyer that maybe we can share with our members, um, want to make sure they're on our email distribution list, looking for an opportunity to volunteer. Um, our vis- visitor center, I should have said this, is manned mostly by volunteers. Mm-hmm. We have a uh, Ladies and gentlemen from around SWIM, many of them transplants that came here because they loved it so and wanted to share their love with the area, um, with our guests. So you can walk in to look for information, to talk with us, um, ask us questions, get information. But to be a member of the Chamber of Commerce comes with lots of benefits. And it's a very low investment um, as far as cost and time. You get out of it what you put into it. Um, our members are, they have access to our newsletter and all of our blast email. They have access to Facebook supports, Instagram supports, and our YouTube channel. We promote our local businesses by sharing and liking their posts as well and helping them amplify that sound. We have an annual report where we are able to highlight certain things about the year. We have events throughout the year with sponsorship opportunities that are only available to members. Mm-hmm. And those brochures in my center they're only here if they're a member. So if you're looking for a hotel, I have everybody in town who is a member of the Chamber of Commerce. If a, if a business chooses not to join for whatever reason, well, we wish them well and they will benefit from our advocacy work. And certainly if somebody asks us about them, we'll help them find a phone number and contact information. They don't have a brochure in my rack. They are not on my website. They are not in my membership directory. And so there's a benefit to businesses to be part of our hub. I like your, your image of a wheel and we're kind of in that center and our spokes are our businesses and our partnerships. So there are opportunities that are opened up to the door gets opened up to our members and we do operate on a tiered membership, which is very common, mm-hmm. more benefits, the more you pay per year. And it's a small amount. It's less than $20 a month to be a bronze level member of the Chamber of Commerce here. So it's less than 20 bucks a month. That's a couple cups of coffee. And you have access to send out email through us, access to our entire member database, access to committee membership, ambassador membership, luncheon invitations, uh, positions at our business expo every fall. So there's a lot of great benefit to being a member of the Chamber of Commerce. And it's good stewardship of your town. To be a member and to support your Chamber of Commerce is to support all the business community of your town and region. A rising tide raises all boats. And I realize that sounds cliche, 
but it's so true and it's extra true in rural areas. So even our benef- our members that are our businesses in, the, in town that are not members are benefiting from when we advocate for business or go uh, to legislature to lobby for certain things. When we pull off events that are massive draws for tourism, a restaurant that's on the main strip that chooses not to be a member is still going to see an increase in traffic for the marketing we do to draw in the tourist. So to be a member is also to be a good steward. And I think that that's an important piece to why a lot of, especially our larger members are at that higher tier, partly just to give back. And I think that's pretty awesome. And we do have a level for if an individual citizen wants in on the action. So we even have an individual membership for for citizens that just want to join and be a part of of what we're doing, have access to joining the board and the the, uh, committees. So it's, it's a neat thing to be able to join in be a part of the club, be a part of the conversation and be asked when there's surveys, the city's asking me right now for some information. Our real estate association is asking me for some information. That survey data will only come from my members because that's who I will ask. So they'll have that opportunity to give me information that will get directly to sources that need it. So that's a long-winded answer, but there's a lot of benefits to membership, but there's a lot of benefits to just walking in off the street to come in and see us and, and get some information. It was a very thorough answer and it actually led into my next question because I wanted to know what you thought. If you thought a chamber of commerce or visitor center is a good place to reach out to if somebody wants information as it pertains to relocation. And you just- It sure does. Yeah, Yeah, it really does. Um, We have relocation packets and visitor packets here behind our front desk. If you call our visitor center and say, hey, I'm in Maine and I'm looking at moving to the West Coast, I'm looking at many cities. Do you have any information? Absolutely. We get their information and we mail them a packet of information and the city of Squim is a partner in that to get them all the information we can from the city about and from the real estate association. Our member, uh, they get our uh, our annual report, which has our membership directory in it so that they can call member businesses if that's important to them to stick to chamber member businesses. Some people feel strongly about that. Um, Or if you're just going to be, hey, I'm planning a vacation. I want a vacation packet. We will mail that to you. There's no charge. It's a nice big fat packet of information about our area. And and if we have any specific events for the timeframe you described to us, we'll be glad to include that as well. So we are a hub of information for so many different purposes. You sure are. Um, You were also talking about, um, in one of the questions that I was asking you, about different types of activities and events. So does the chamber participate and partner in community activities, um, or do you also host your own? How does that work? We do both. So we have monthly standard. um, We do a lunch meeting. We have an after hours. It's an opportunity for members to show off their business and invite people in, especially businesses that are offices where you often don't, you you don't have a retail front. You're, you know, it's a nice way to meet your community. Um, But we do host larger events. We're working on a golf tournament for the first time. We've never hosted one before. I have in my previous life, many, many moons ago, I've hosted some client appreciation golf tournaments. We also do a business expo once a year, which is a big kind of a trade show, but for Mm -hmm. our member businesses, again, to get in front of the public, but we also partner. So I actually, I'm meeting with the lavender growers this Friday um, to start talking about lavender season this summer. I am involved with the city with the sunshine festival in March. 
Um, I am absolutely involved. I'm working with the creative arts um, side of the irrigation festival this May. So we have our fingers in a lot of pots. And so a lot of time our role is simple where we're just supportive. We, we gather their information, make it available to the public through our portal here, if you will. Like right now you could drop in and pick up uh, posters for the Sunshine Festival and put in your business windows. Or if a home wants one or to put it in their car. Um, so we do absolutely support and participate in and host events around the area. Okay, we have time for one more question. And I love that the Chamber and the Visitor Bureau are so entrenched in the community. You know, um, it really makes a big difference. So speaking of that, are chambers structured differently based on the demographics of the area? You alluded before to, you know, being out of Portland, Oregon one versus mm -hmm. the one that you are now the executive director of in more mm -hmm. of a rural area. So we have time for one, this one last question. So if you could help with that, sure. that'd be great. Sure. I think that, um, and again, I'm pretty new to this, but when you're in a smaller town, one organization wears more hats, right? There, is, there aren't as many separate organizations. So you may find in a bigger city that your tourism office or your visitors bureau is located you know, at the airport, at a big commercial hub of an airport, and that your chambers of commerce are gonna serve each unique community around that area. Um, so you may have a Seattle Chamber of Commerce, but you're also going to have one in Renton and Kirkland and Bellevue and every, each little region is going to support its own small business pocket and their own, their own area. Our area here geographically is quite large. Well, because there's a lot of space between towns, <laughs> it's 16 miles from the middle of swim to the middle of Port Angeles. So it doesn't sound like a long way, but there's a whole lot of farmland in between. So we have very different demographics, very different size. We're a much smaller town than Port Angeles, even though we're just down the road, we're smaller than Port Townsend. Port Townsend has a different approach than I do than does Port Angeles. Port Angeles owns a lot more festivals and events than I do. We more support other organizations that host them. So I think each region answers to the need of their community and to the culture of their community. And I think that's one of the neat things about a chamber of commerce, especially since we're usually pretty small and lean and mean as far as staffing and using a lot of volunteer hours and a volunteer board to operate, that it gives us a lot of opportunity to grow and shrink as needed and to serve the best interest of our own community. Awesome, and thank you. And I love that you hit on the fact that um, you're very volunteer um, supported mm -hmm. because, um, you know, people want to volunteer and being able to volunteer at the Chamber of Commerce or the visitor center is a different experience than if you're volunteering, saying at a hospital or at a food bank, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So um, it depends on what somebody's heart's all about, but um, mm -hmm. you have been so informative today, Beth, thank you for educating us on the benefits of our local chambers of commerce and visitor centers. And for our listeners out there, I would highly suggest you go check out your local chamber and visitor center today, inquire about volunteer opportunities. And until next week, take care and thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, Beth. <laughs>